This morning, I want to take some time and just, um, as you know, this year, Philippians 2 is, is kind of our, one of our key pointed scriptures, and we unpacked that on Vision Sunday a couple of weeks ago. And if you haven't had a chance to hear that, please get onto iTunes or SoundCloud and have a listen to that. It's a very important uh, message to us because it's what the Holy Spirit's saying to us in this season. And um, the big key, obviously, out of Philippians 2 is that everything flows from being united to Jesus. Okay, everything flows, our life, our purpose, our vision, our passion, our, our activities of, of the Holy Spirit, everything flows from being united to Jesus. And so this morning, I want to talk about being united to Jesus through baptism. Now, many of you have been baptized um, as, um, as, as adults, and, and um, some of you have even um, reaffirmed your baptism your baptismal vows by, you know, going into the waters of baptism again and publicly letting people know of your love for Christ. And I'm just praying this morning, because we have about eight or ten people who next Sunday are going to get baptised. And I want to encourage everyone to do everything they can to be at those baptisms, to support and cheer them on and encourage them in their journey with Jesus, because it's a public declaration of faith. And for those of us who have been baptised, this morning, as I'm just taking a bit of time to teach into this, I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit would stir the embers of your baptismal vows. I've been praying this morning. I'm like, Lord, don't let, the, don't let our hearts switch off because we go, oh, I've been baptised. There's nothing in this for me. I've been praying that the Holy Spirit would, like, refire the embers of your baptism. And, and for those who have been baptised. And for those of who, who are sitting here today and going, what on earth is this guy talking about? Because I don't know all of you, and I hazard a guess that there's a few of us in the room here who are like, what the heck is baptism? Well, I want to just unpack that a little bit for you this morning, okay? And put some context to that for you. Um, Paul says in Romans chapter 6, he says, do you not know that all of us who were baptised into Jesus Christ, were baptised into his death. And we are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from death, uh, sorry, through de- in order that just as Christ was raised from death through the glory of the Father, we too would live a new life. We too would live a new life. Now, Paul here is, is um, doing some fantastic teaching out of Romans chapter 6. And if you've got time, go, go and open it up and read that whole chapter. It's just an amazing piece of scripture. But for the sake of time this morning, I just want to zero in on that, that, that verse right there. So what is Paul talking about here when, when he's talking about baptism? Well, let's just quickly have a look at the life of Jesus, the Son of God. Now, Jesus, being the Son of God, he, he too saw it as an important step in his earthly journey, in his relationship with God the Father and with the people around him. And so Jesus was baptised, and we see that in the Gospels. Baptism for Jesus was a very important moment 
And if you've read the, the account, let me just quickly play it out to you. When Jesus is being baptised, well, he turns up to get baptised and John the Baptist or John the Baptizer, or John the, the Dipper, as in, you know, you've got chips and dip, dip. That's literally what the, the, the word baptizo means. It means to dip. So John the Dipper or John the Baptizer, he, he saw Jesus coming and he goes, oh, my goodness. Here's, here's the Lamb of God who's come to take away the sin of the world. And Jesus says to him, John, I'm here to get baptised. And, and John's like, whoa, hang on, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. And, John, and Jesus says, hang, well, actually, John, you need to baptise me because I need to do this to fulfil all of the prophecies that have been told of me in terms of being the one who is going to come and save the world from sin and restore relationship between humanity, creation, the heavens, and the Father's good rule and reign. So, so Jesus is baptised to fulfil everything that was prophesied about him, and John consented. John said, yes, this is a good idea. Now, when Jesus was baptised, the, 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 the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they tell us of this moment where as Jesus is being dipped or baptizo or dunked into the waters, as he came up out of the waters, heaven was opened and, 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 and the Spirit of God fell upon him. And some said it looked like a dove fell upon Jesus. And, and a number of people that were there, they heard, they could hear in that moment a voice from heaven. And the voice was making a declaration saying, this is my son and with him I am well pleased. I'm well pleased. So it's actually one of the only moments in the scriptures where we see God the Father, we hear his voice, we see God the Son, Jesus, being baptised and the presence of the Holy Spirit all at one time, our Trinitarian God, all ministering at the one moment. It's a beautiful piece of Scripture if you take some time to read it. But baptism for Jesus was a very important experience to fulfil everything that God had planned for the earth. Now, for some of us here, we're like, what is this baptism thing? Well, let me tell you firstly about it. For a follower of Jesus, and, and, and this is what baptism is for, it's for the follower of Jesus. Now, in Jesus' day, when, <clears throat> when people were being baptised, it was actually a practice that many people did. They would get in public gatherings and spiritual leaders would dunk people in water. And in fact, there's a lot of... Um, religions around the world that practice this. You know, like in India, you see the, the river um, Ganges. Every year, all the Hindus from all over India, they all stream into the, to the river and they start dunking themselves. And the reason why they're doing that is to try and rid themselves and clean themselves from sin and its works. And so... Um, 
baptism in itself, the act of getting into water and going underwater and coming up from water is actually not um, something specific to the Christian faith. But what it does tell us when you look at other world religions is that everyone has the same problem. Everyone wants to get over this issue of sin and brokenness in their life and they'll do anything to try and get out of it. And this is the good news for us as followers of Jesus because in in Jesus going to the cross and dying and shedding his blood and being buried in the earth and on the third day rising again, we are seeing a baptism taking place. We are seeing God the Son and him representing all of who we are as human beings going to the cross, taking on all of the punishment that was rightly due to all of humanity. And God the Father poured it all out onto his son. His son Jesus dies. He goes into death and on the third day rise, rise again. There is a baptism. And for the follower of Jesus, when we say, I can see that you did that for me, God, and I choose to say thank you for that and place my confidence in what you've done and welcome forgiveness to my life, we, by faith, are connecting in with the baptismal experience of Jesus over death and hell and breaking the power and the nexus of sin. So as we connect to Jesus, the sin issue is snapped and we can find freedom. And so by faith we do that and then publicly we jump in the water as a means of symbolically telling the world, this is what I've connected my life to. This is whose kingdom I now live in. So for the follower of Jesus, baptism is a public act. It's an outward demonstration and a declaration of what's taken place inside of our hearts. It reflects this internal transformation that has taken place and continues to take place even unto the return of Jesus. And it's an integral act of faith in action. I want to encourage everyone who is a follower of Jesus as a matured believer in Jesus. And when I say mature, I mean to the point where you go, yeah, I kind of get that and I want in as that, in a part of that, then I encourage you today, be baptised. Jesus declared in John 3, 3, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. This baptism is a declaration that we have been in here baptised. Am I making sense? Good, I need some feedback. Jesus said to his disciples, now this is after Jesus has risen, Jesus says to his disciples, now disciples is the word for student. In other words, if you want Jesus to be the master of your life and you're prepared to let him be master and you be student, follower of Jesus, then he says, um, 
<clears throat> go and make students of all the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Publicly immerse them and tell the world what's going on through that action. So baptism is important. It was important for Jesus' journey. It's important for our journey. Now, some people have said, can I go to heaven or come into the kingdom of God and not be baptized? Well, yes, you can. Because your ba being baptized doesn't save you. Being baptized doesn't save you. It's Jesus who saves you. It's everything that he's done. And we are, with thankful hearts, saying, yes, God, I want to be connected to what you've done for me through Jesus. Baptism is not an add-on. If you've said, just in the quietness of your own moment with God, be it here in, in worship together, be it on a hillside somewhere, be it in the, the valley of desperation in a life's moment, where you in your heart have called out to God and said, Oh God, I need you. I want to take up your relationship with me in the person of Jesus. And I thank you for Jesus. You are saved. You have entered the kingdom of God. You, it's, it's that simple. And in fact, Paul, he actually says it's a gift. It's a gift. It's unearned. It's unmerited. You can't work it up. It's a gift. It's God saying, here you go, I love you. And you saying, thank you, I receive all that you've done for me in Jesus. It's an absolute gift from God. That's what saves us. Baptism doesn't add anything to what Jesus has already done on the cross and over the grave. But baptism is done in the understanding and in the spirit that God the Father has given us this free gift of a new life through the obedience of Jesus. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life or kingdom life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And 1 Peter 1.3, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope. He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Why should I get baptised? I'm just having a... Oh, here we go. It is up there. We walk through the baptism experience in obedience to Jesus. Um, you know... My, my experience, and I'm going to invite um, Tori, she's going to come up in a minute and, and share something of her experience of baptism with us. But um, I, I, I came from a background where I grew up as, um, as a, a young fella in a Methodist church tradition. And in that tradition, what would happen is, uh, as a, a baby, you would get presented at church and, and the minister would sprinkle some water on you, and maybe if you come from a Lutheran background, 
Um, this also, or, or, or an Anglican background, this might be also your tradition. Your, your parents would, with Thanksgiving, present you to God, with the people of God, and the minister would sprinkle some water on you. And the term that was used at that moment is called christening. And um, at that, in that moment, what, what, the, what we're doing is that the parents are actually declaring to both God and to the audience of the spirit and the natural, saying, see this child? There they come under my faith in Jesus. And so the protection that is mine through Jesus is now over my child. And so by faith, we believe that that child is in that and under that spiritual care, which is right. Now, I was christened as a bub. And it wasn't until I was 20 or maybe 30-something. Gosh, I'm losing count now. Um, it wasn't until I was in my 30s that all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said to me, Kirk, you know what? You, you haven't been baptised as an adult making a public declaration of faith in Jesus. And I, was, and I was like, well, Lord, I got christened as a kid. And the Lord said to me, Kirk, that wasn't invalid and what I'm calling you into now is not invalid either. And he, he invited me into the waters of baptism. So I remember ringing up a cup, bunch of guys and their families and said, guys, I don't know what you're doing tonight, but I need to be baptised. And so I, I remember it was freezing cold. We were in John Bajaya's pool. It was fr- his pool was freezing cold. Anyway, we were in John's pool. It was some crazy hour at, at night and and, and David was in the pool with me. And David and John and a bunch of people, family and that were there. And they just watched me make a declaration for Jesus. And I was, took the dip. I was baptized. And for me, that was, I found that that was a very important part of my spiritual journey with following Jesus. Did it save me anymore? No. But it was done in obedience to the Lord when he said, Kirk, I want you to come this way with me. It didn't invalidate my baptism as a ch- or my christening as a child at all. It was just another step in the journey. So for those who may be concerned or worried about, um, I've got christened as a child, I want to assure you it's okay. Jesus' death and resurrection is what saves us. Whoop, hang on a minute, I've shot through here. Uh, quick story. In the book of Acts, it's a great book. Get a hold of it, read it. It's in your Bible or it's on your app, one of the two. Um, the whole, we're talking about Pentecost now. So Jesus has died. He's resurrected. He spent 40 days walking around, teaching on the kingdom of God. He's ascended to be with the Father. He says to his guys, men and women, hang here till my spirit comes. And he will come with power on you. And so the Spirit comes with power, is poured out. And Luke records this, and it's called Pentecost. And as the Spirit's being poured out, Peter gets this gumption up in him by the power of God, and he starts telling everyone, this is, this is everything that Jesus said was going to happen. The Spirit of God was going to get poured out onto all flesh, men, women, children, you know, from all nations. The Spirit of God's being poured out. And Peter's speaking this, and the people say, after listening to this, 
as the Spirit of God is touching them, they say, well, what should we do? What should we do in response to this? This is the first time they've ever heard this. And Peter says, well, you need to do repent and be baptised. Well, repent means you need to change the way you've been thinking about who God is and let him be king and be baptised, be immersed into that reality. And, and, ta- and so I think it was like 3,000, Luke said that, they got uh, added into the, 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 the kingdom of God and the fellowship of believers, the church. As we approach being baptised, we repent of our sin. We're saying, oh, God, I, I just want to acknowledge I'm just such, at the core, I am such a selfish person and I want to make this all about me and my kingdom and I only want you to sort of interrupt me when it's for my benefit because that's the way we tend to do life. But in, in baptism, what we're saying is, actually, you know what? You're the king. You have complete right to interrupt me anytime you want because I know you're good and I know that you're for me and I know that I'm your child and there's blessing in this for me. So I say, yes, Lord. We do it in, re- in repenting from our sins. We turn our life around and orientate it around the reality of Jesus. Okay. Who should get baptised? Baptism is for those who believe in Jesus. So if you don't believe in Jesus, you, you shouldn't be baptised. But if you do, or actually some of us in this room right now might be going, you know what, I want Jesus. I want what this bloke up the front's gabbing on about. I want that, that son of God in my life. I want someone to set me free from this sin thing that just continues to hound my life. Well, there's a very simple prayer we can pray to just sort that out. We could even do that right now. Let's do that. If you want Jesus, let's just all close our eyes just for a second. Let's just say this simple prayer and Jesus will come and meet with you right in this moment. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are God's son and you have revealed to me how much God loves me and that in your dying and rising, you broke the power of sin and I I want to say thank you and would you please now take my my life, the best that I've been able to make it, the, the ragtag nature about it as well and all the sin and stuff, I, I want to give it to you. And I'm asking that you'd mercifully, in response, give me your life and that you would now live in me. And so I just, by faith, want to say thank you that that has happened, even in the smallness of this moment. And I ask that you would continue to speak to me, teach me, show me your ways and bless my life for your great glory, for my joy and that the world would know that you are good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so if you weren't saved, now you are. It's like that. It's like that connected. It's like that real. It's that simple. It's like me, you know, coming over here to Trent and just going, 
Like, you don't imagine now, this is the Father. It's just Father God coming over to just go, that's so awesome. You are connected to my son, Jesus. I love you. That's it. That's what's just taken place in that moment. You're now in the kingdom of God. So now you can be baptized. Now you should be baptized. I want to encourage you into the waters of baptism. Um, let's quickly shoot through here. Because uh, I, I know it's hot this morning. We've just done that. Uh, l- 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 let me just quickly go here. Um, that word baptism, I've already touched on it, baptizo. It means to dip or immerse. It, it, it also means to be completely identified with. It's an identification process. Um, you know, it's... I know we weren't going to talk about it, but I'm going to broach it. Yesterday, it was quite clear... You were either Australian or a Kiwi between the hours of, I think, about midday and four o'clock. There was this incredible identification process took place. I was online watching the cricket on my big screen there in front of me, but I had my computer here because I was watching all these Kiwi guys. Like They were like just going on and on and on about how great the Kiwis were, and we've got these... We've humbled the Australians with some of their language, you know, because they're on a high because only a week ago they beat the English and now they were going to get the double. They were going to get the English and the Australians <laughs> all in the space of two weeks and they were on a high. They were just going on and on and on. So anyway, I decided to interrupt their conversation. And so I just said, I can't have you guys hogging all the airwaves. Painful this may be, yes, Impossible for us Australians? No! <laughs> We're still in this. And this is while Australia's being absolutely smashed, you know. <laughs> Our batsmen are dropping like flies. But I, there was a moment where the, these guys over the other side of the ditch that I know, they were clearly black caps. They were, they were through and through black caps. You could hear it in their language and the way they were talking through the computer. It was full on. And I was clearly identifying not with the black caps, but I was clearly identifying with the canary yellow team, the Australians. In baptism, we are completely identifying ourselves. We are, we are completely identifying ourselves with the person, with the life, ministry, death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus. All of that. Where I, where, where, to use some old Pentecostal language, we are blood-washed, identified, Jesus people. Jesus, you want to know who we are? We're, we're Jesus people. That's who we are. What colour do we wear? We wear Team Jesus. That's who we are. I mean, there's some mad Bronco supporters in here. I know that. And Lord, we ask for your goodness on them this year. But... There's some mad bronco, you know, if we go through the room, there's like, we come to that moment in our life where we're growing up and it's like, well, am I holding or forward? Am I for this or not? Am I Broncos or someone else? We, we, we clearly identify and that's what's going on in baptism. Shh. Shh. That was out of order. Don't listen to that. 
<laughs> um, but that's what's happening in baptism. It needs to be so identified and grafted into. Paul actually uses that language in Romans. We've been grafted in by faith into what Jesus has done. Now, Tori, why don't you come on up here? We're going to just, I'm just going to interview Tori for a minute. Can you just welcome Tori Hockey up here? Awesome. Do you want to grab a hold of that one? Just check it's working. Just talk into it. Hey, Pat, we've got to get the blue one going. Try now. Hello. Yes, we're good to go. All right. Hey, now, Tors, I just, um, I sent you some questions during the week, but basically what I want to know is, um, why did you get baptised about, it was maybe two years ago? Not quite? Yeah. But Tori got baptised. Why did you get baptised? Um, because I loved God and I, and I know, I knew that no matter what, he would always love me. And so I kind of wanted to make a promise back to him and say, I always like follow you and love you. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Now, when you were getting baptized, what was going on for you? Like, so now let's set the scene. You're in the pool. Everyone's around watching, a bit like they're watching you right now. And um, you're in the pool. Like, what were you feeling? What were you thinking in that moment? Can you remember back to that? I was, I was thinking what, how I would feel when I come up above water. Like, I, I thought that I would feel um, love, like so much love. But that wasn't the first feeling I got. The first feeling I got was relief. Okay. I don't know why, but it was relief. And um, so, yeah, I was just thinking about how I, what I would think when I was above water. And, yeah. Okay, was... so, so let's just, you know, if we had the big screen on the replay, the slow-mo, here you are, you, 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 you're going under the water, and, and as you're coming under the water, you're feeling this sense of relief is taking place. Are you conscious, like, of God's presence in that moment? Were you aware of that? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, yeah I, my relationship with God before I got baptised was awesome. Like, I, I would always see him where I go. Like, it was weird. But one night I was falling asleep in my bed and I kind of looked up at my fan and I just saw him sitting on my fan. Sitting on like, the ceiling fan as he does? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then we just talked for a bit and that's the moment that I realised I wanted to get baptised. How awesome is that? I love him. And so now, so you're coming up out of the waters now. It's like you're breaking through the waters. You're coming up out of the waters. I can still remember it. But what was, what was going on for you? Come up out of the waters. What, what, what happened? Did something change in that moment? Do you feel like something shifted in you or around you? What happened? Yeah, I, I felt when I got up, I just felt like, like when I was underwater, I just felt the cool, refreshing water on my face. And I didn't really think about anything because I was closing my eyes. But I just like kept on seeing images of flowers okay. just coming up, and um, and then I I come up above water, and I just like looked around, and all these people were clapping, yep, and um, and then I just felt after relief, I just felt so much love for everybody, and I'm and I was just like when I came up above water, I was just like I felt like I was cleansed from the past, and I got right. to start again, right, and um, yeah. It okay, was cool. so since you've been baptized, um. You know, life journey hasn't been easy. You've, you've had your challenges that you've had to navigate. Um, in those tough moments, has, 
has, have, do you find yourself thinking back on that baptism experience at all? Yeah, kind of. Not, I mean, I, I think from my perspective on baptism is like, you know, you're promising God that you will follow him forever. And um, so my, when I look back on baptism, when, you know, yep. things happen in my life, um, I kind of just feel like, you know, he's always with me. And no matter what I go through in life, he'll always be there, even though it seems like he's not, but he always yep. will be. Awesome. And, yeah, kind of think okay. of love. Now, would you recommend every follow, any other followers of Jesus be baptised? Would you, would you recommend them to be baptised? Yeah, it's an awesome experience. It is so cool. Um, I can't really put it into words of how cool it is. Like, it's just amazing. And I think when you... When you're in life and after you've gotten baptised, you kind of just, it's not pressure in a way, but it's like you've promised God that you will um, love him. So if you're, you've are done something wrong or you just haven't done something very good, um, you, you just think that I did make this promise to God and I, me, I never break promises. I like promises. I never break promises. <laughs> Big ones. I don't break big ones. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and me both, mate. You and me both. Uh, yeah. So I recommend everybody to get baptised if you really feel that you you and God have a really strong relationship. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Tori. Folks, thank Tori Hockey. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Let me just finish up. So we want to, and you can hear it in Tori's story. There, she's she's become this. I guess you'd call it died-in-the-wool fan of Jesus. And, um, and she loves him and she experienced his, his, his love for her in that moment of baptism as she publicly declared it, her faith in Jesus. I remember that, I remember that baptism because I remember standing there watching it taking place and, uh, from the edge of the pool. And, and, and as, as, as you came up flying up out of the water I remember it you just came flying up and then you turned around and you saw your dad there and you just like reached over and gave him a massive hug and it was just like wow tears everywhere it, for me anyway it was just a, an amazing moment of just watching the love of God all over your life and you 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 described as like you could see all these flowers around you isn't that good that he gives you a moment a memory in the moment that carries for a lifetime isn't that so great? Um, so uh, who should be baptised? Well, that's, that's what it means. It means we're identifying with Jesus and we're hooking into who he is. Now, um, last story. There's a guy by the name, well, we don't really know his name. Luke calls him the Ethiopian treasurer in the book of Acts. And one day, the Ethiopian treasurer is riding along... I guess you'd call it like in a caravan procession. Not like a caravan like we know caravans. I'm talking like camels and more camels and more camels. And like, you know, because the Ethiopian treasurer is a bit like if, um, you know, for example, if uh, Joe Hockey rolled up here today, there'd probably be like about five or six, you know, cars and Joe would be in one of them, you know. And so, there's, so there's this caravan of of uh, important stuff going on and the Ethiopian treasurer is there and somehow the Ethiopian treasurer is reading this Old uh, Testament piece of scripture or this uh, 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 from Isaiah and, 
and is going, how am I, someone needs to make sense of this for me. I, I've never heard of this. I, what does this, all this mean about, um, you know, saviours and spirit being poured out and all this stuff? And then meanwhile, in another part of town, Philip is there and he's in his, in, in his Jesus conversation one morning and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit says to Philip, Philip, you need to go down to this part of town and when you get to that part of town, you'll see the Ethiopian treasurer there and you need to go up to him. All right. So now that's all Philip knew to do. <laughs> so Ethiopian treasurer is riding along his caravan and obviously someone important like that wouldn't necessarily be easy to get close to, but somehow Philip gets in there um, bit like the chasers, but, you know, Philip gets in there and, and he finds himself next to the Ethiopian treasurer and he can hear the Ethiopian treasurer going, what is this all about? And, and, and Philip says, hey, would you like some help to understand this? And the Ethiopian treasurer says, yes, absolutely. So at that point, um, Philip unpacks to the Ethiopian treasurer the story of the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God in the person of Jesus and, and, and the Ethiopian treasurer, his response is, well, I need to be baptised. And so they stop where they are. I imagine there may have been some sort of a, maybe a pool of water some nearby. And they get out and the Ethiopian treasurer is baptised. The Ethiopian treasurer is now in the kingdom of God, now declaring to the world that Jesus is the son of God. And then Philip disappears and the Ethiopian treasurer obviously heads on back to Ethiopia. Now, we don't know what happened in the rest of that story, but I kind of imagine the Ethiopian treasurer going back there to HQ and, and saying, you won't believe what happened to me today. <laughs> and maybe the story of Jesus flooded through that nation because of that one moment. I, I, I don't know. History doesn't tell us, but it may well be. Friends, I, I, I want to encourage you, as soon as you become a follower of Jesus, it's, it's never too, you know, get, be, be, be baptised. It's never too late either. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, I've never been baptised and I'm getting on or whatever. It's never too late or it's, oh, I'm not good enough. If, you, if you're thinking like that, you've missed the point of what I've been talking about today <laughs> completely. This is all about the goodness of God and it and we choosing to identify with his faithfulness toward us. And I'm praying that today, that just as we finish right now, that the coals, for those of you who have been baptised, that the coals of your baptismal vows would like in a blacksmith store, you know, would just get some breathe on those coals again. And you would just be one of those crazy dyed-in-the-wool fans for Jesus this year. Okay, so I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to do that, to breathe, breathe on us. And for those of you who are sitting here right now going, you know what, when he prayed that prayer, I gave my life to Jesus today. You need to either come and see me or Nick or Scott or Bell or Trent, the guitar dude up here, or, or the person that you came with today. And you need to let him know you did that. Because we want to really get in beside you and, and really cheer you on in your your choice to follow Jesus and be a part of his good kingdom. And, 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 and at the same time, some of you may be here going, you know what, I can hear the Spirit of God speaking to me saying, you need to be baptised. Well, after today, you need to let us know so that we can get you all, all sorted out for um, next Sunday, okay? Holy Spirit, 
We just welcome you to breathe now. Breathe on us. Breathe on the memories of our baptismal vows. <sighs> Breathe, Holy Spirit. Stir those embers, those memories, those proph prophecies that were in that moment, those visions of your kingdom and our place in it, in that baptismal moment. Breathe on them again, Holy Spirit, I pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And for those of us in this room right now, Lord, who have all of a sudden our hearts have become strangely warmed to the knowledge of you, to the fact that you are God and that, Jesus, you love me and that you, you lived, died and rose again and you still lived to rule and reign and you did it for me and... For those of us in this room who've connected to that for the first time today, oh, Holy Spirit, would you just, like, seal that over, that, 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 that work of love. Just seal it over. Just, and let it never be robbed. Let it never be stolen. Though it may get buffeted and <laughs> knocked about, let it never be robbed. Let it find good, good soil today in our heart. Let it bear life, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, folks, some of you who've made those choices today, like I said, please see the person you came with, okay? Well, come and see us afterwards. We, we really want to connect you in with everything that God's inviting you into. It's such an adventure.